now time to bring in aviation analyst Jay Ratliff. Good morning, Jay. How are you? I'm doing great. Too many things to be thankful for to be otherwise. Yeah, it was a crazy weekend, Jay, uh, when it comes to aviation stories. Obviously, the big one that everyone is talking about this morning, uh, yesterday, we had a very serious situation uh, with a plane going through a no-fly zone near the White House. It ended up going down. What what can you tell us about this story this morning? Well, we don't know as much as we would like, but it was uh, it was a, a business jet uh, that was flying coming out of, I believe, Florida, and is approached uh, what was considered restricted uh, airspace, air traffic control was having uh, a difficult time contacting the uh, the pilot. So as the aircraft continued to be unresponsive, the concern started to increase, and that's when uh, a military intercept was launched to uh, uh, investigate and, if necessary, um, protect any ground uh, target, if you will, if the aircraft had any sort of a terrorist intent. Uh, apparently, as the aircraft continued, uh, it then uh, descended uh, rapidly uh, and then crashed. And uh, we, we don't know yet the cause of the crash, but it when you looked at the details as it was unfolding, um, it was similar to what we had back in 1999 when we had the Payne Stewart jet. It took off out of Florida, headed for Dallas, but it didn't make the turn to Dallas. It just continued going north. And once it deviated from a scheduled flight path, same thing. We had a situation where uh, military aircraft were launched. And what made this a little bit different was the fact that the Payne Stewart flight was headed towards Minnesota. Now you have an aircraft that's unresponsive over uh, restricted airspace in Washington, D.C., which has a certainly a higher degree of, of uh, safety. And that's one of the reasons that a lot of residents were really shocked when the sonic boom hit, uh, because that's something that when that military aircraft went supersonic, uh, you know it. Uh, we have a home in Savannah when we're here, uh, and there's any sort of a uh, launch or any sort of reentry coming in from any uh, space vehicles. There's been times that we've had that sonic boom here. And I tell you, it, it feels like it, something fell on the house as far as a tree or something, uh, as loud as it can be. And it certainly uh, alarmed a lot of people. Do we know what was it shot down by that fighter jet, or did it crash on its own? What we're being told at this point in time was that it, it was on its own. Now, obviously, the details on this are still sketchy, and one of the difficult things for any uh, administration is, you know, at what point in time do you protect what's on the ground by taking action against any sort of uh, of an aircraft? And there are contingencies in place if there's a uh, general aircraft such as this, or probably even if it's a commercial aircraft, that they're unable to uh, to control, and it's nearing any sort uh, of a target uh, that might be considered a, of interest there. And, of course, that's just a horrific scenario, but it's in place for a reason. Uh, and it, But at this point in time, it appears as though the aircraft crashed on its own with the way that it descended. But, again, we're just going to have to wait to see for some additional details. Uh, to see, because this also brings into into question the fact that we spend a lot of time talking about the dollars spent by the government on uh, aircraft safety when we're talking about commercial aviation. Well, you have thousands of general aviation airports around the country that have no security whatsoever with a lot of these airplanes that sit around overnight. And the thought is that's always a concern because, you know, those types of aircraft can be commandeers as well if they were to be used for any sort of a terrorist intent 
although they're much smaller, have less fuel, those types of things, it's still something of concern. So, you know, this type of situation brings forth a lot of different discussions that we tend to have when it comes to the safety of commercial aviation and in general aviation, and uh, that's going to continue as we are able to determine some additional details uh, over this sad event. And as of now, we know uh, no survivors, is that correct? No, because apparently the aircraft descended at about 20,000 feet a minute, and it would have been a high-speed impact. And what we're being told was initially that there was the pilot, um, the the owner of the company's daughter and two-year-old granddaughter or grandchild, reportedly were on the aircraft at the time. Um, so the thought is if they had any sort of a of a, of a, a seal leak that was a slow leak where they would have all just gone to sleep, uh, it could have been that the aircraft continued until it ran out of fuel and then crashed. That's what we had with the Payne Stewart flight in 1999. And I've not uh, been able to review the flight tracker data to see exactly the length of the flight and how quickly it came down. But uh, at this point in time, it that's the leading theory, and of course the National Transportation Safety Board is going to be involved in the investigation to determine exactly uh, the cause or the sequence of events, if you will, because one of the things they'll, they'll try to determine is if there's anything there that they can see that there might have been uh, pilot incapacity from a medical standpoint or anything else that might have happened that would cause that plane to crash. One of the things that may work against us is I don't think the type of aircraft that we're discussing here had a black box of any kind that would have mm-hmm. given us the ability to have uh, either flight data recorder or cockpit voice recorder that would have given the investigators some additional details with regards to the sequence of events that took place. Aviation analyst Jay Ratliff joining us here on the WPTF Morning Show. Jay, thank you so much for breaking down this story, and obviously it's going to be a story that we follow all morning and all day long uh, here on WPTF. Jay, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. It's my pleasure.